This is Believe in Buckeyes. Show is brought to you by Bet Online. Chip, hit him with the ad. So Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up to the minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting contests and all the best player props. Uh, experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop to your mobile device. Head to Bet Online today to become part of the team. And remember to use the promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, the game starts here. And if you have any issues with gambling, feel free to reach out to 1 800 Gambler. They're 24 7 to help you out with your needs there. Uh, but this was Believe in Buckeyes with Brian Brownie and Chindy Check. Well, we got a great good show for you guys today because we're talking about Ohio State greats, man. We're talking about OSU greats. Um, Obviously, we played at OSU, and, and, and in my mind, I was pretty good. Chill was definitely pretty easy. He was a great, he was an All-American, uh, but we're going to kind of dive into it a little bit. But, Chill, how you doing, man? How you how you feeling? Feeling good, yeah. I think um, so. Justin Fields came out with his, you know, Mount Rushmore. I think he was asked a question. Right? Yeah. Fields is not a, Ohio, a guy who grew up in Ohio. Um, yeah. He's also he's also younger than us, right? Yeah. So uh-huh. you know you don't expect the guy to reach too far back in history. But I thought he had a pretty a pretty solid list. It was so, solid yeah. list. Yeah, a lot of people are like kind of like, what is he talking about? This is crazy. <laughs> like, what, what, what's his thing? I'm like, man, for a guy from Georgia, right, and essentially transferring to Ohio State, like you know he did reach back and kind of grab some guys. But if you didn't catch his list, on his list he had Ezekiel Elliott, running back. He had Troy Smith, Hoskins, winning quarterback. Ted Ginn Jr., uh, specialist, wide receiver, uh, speed threat for many years at Ohio State and professionally as well. Then he also topped it off with the Heisman winning running back, Eddie George. I mean, if you, you only could pick four up there, man. But that that's pretty that's – a, that's a solid list, man. What, what are your, your thoughts on Phil's list? I mean, obviously, first of all, Phil's got a lot going on, man. <laughs> Justin Fields and Jerry got a lot going on, right? I think, you know, if you're in the football world, we don't know if he's going to be a bear next season or if he's going to get traded. Are they going with they could they got the number one overall draft pick? But good luck to him. I know he will be successful. My opinion, the Bears should keep him. I, in my opinion, in my opinion, the Bears should keep him. I've seen enough out of him improvement that he's you know actually wants to be there. And a lot of times he don't get that for, for, for people playing for the Bears. So that's my opinion. But Jimmy, we want to kind of talk about our um, our our Mount Rushmore man and uh, I think yours a little yours is more historic. Mine's is very personal. Um, yeah. I have a guy on my list is, uh, you know, I think it makes sense. I got off the lineman on my list. I got guys that I played with on my list and looked up to for many a year. So, like I said, I got a very personal list. And I know your list is kind of, I don't even, we don't even know what your list is going to be. So, we're going to wait for that. <laughs> but I'm going to hit everyone with my list. So, my list, I have Orlando Pace, uh, the great offensive tackle at Ohio State. I think it's, it's almost like, even though if you know Ohio State football, is kind of like self-explanatory, right? It's like, you know, this guy's the pancake. King, uh, <laughs> you know, he had a high from run in there. Uh, he used to destroy guys on the field. He was a very big guy and very athletic, man. I mean, you see some of the clips of him, like, running downfield, like, keeping up with running backs, running past wide receivers and things of that nature to get hits. Um, had a very successful year at Ohio State. He was able to take that uh, career on to the NFL. We was successful for many years there. And there's always a um, – like if he was an offensive lineman at Ohio State, like he, like he, he would have been in the bar. It's just like you know, this is like the offensive line 
God, <laughs> so you start talking about Orlando Pace and what he brought to the game. Next on my list, I have John Hicks. John Hicks was an interior off the lineman uh, from the early 70s. So I had to kind of look up some stats on, on Hicks, but like I said, everybody on my list is very personal. John Hicks was a, 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 a runner-up for the high in the 73 season. So that he was an interior offensive lineman, runner-up for the high. That, I mean, that's just essentially unheard of. He ended up losing to a guy from a uh, running back from Penn State, but uh, he was the first person, period, to start three games uh, in the Rose Bowl, uh, two-time All-American, like I say, runner-up for the Heisman, and was a fantastic player. Hicks is personal for me because I, I was telling you before the show, Tim, like, so back when I was in school, we'd be in the middle of a game, right? And we'd be like, we locked in, you know, we, it, as the offensive linemen, y'all just kind of sit together as a unit. <laughs> and up out of nowhere, John Hicks would just pop up and just cuss us out. <laughs> like what the heck is going on out there? You guys need to pick it up. This is outside, and it was almost like the turn. Like, you guys just need to play harder. You guys are playing too soft. And then we were like, Hicks, we up by twenty points. Like what's going on? And he'd just be, he'd just be just going in, dogging us. But that's what he expected to see out the off of the line, especially the interior guys. Like he wanted to see you go out there and run some guys over. Coach uh, Woody Hayes once said it. John Hicks was the best player on his 73-74 team and also the best interior lineman he has ever seen play the game. And um, very, very talented and dominant guy there. Got Troy Smith on my list. Hobson running quarterback. If you know me, Troy Smith went to Glenville. He's a very special guy, character guy. He was uh, just a, just, just essentially did things the right way at Ohio State. And coming in, we had a chance to play him, with him for a year. Obviously, led that team to a national championship, came up short in the actual game, uh, but a very special to see his leadership, the diversity he faced in the game, right? Uh, before the show, we kind of talked about it. Troy Smith was uh, came in the same class as Justin Zwick, and if you don't, if you don't know much about Zwick, out of high school, <laughs> Justin Zwick was on the cover of a Wheaties box. So you, you're talking about, like, the All-American, all a national campaign for his um, play, and obviously some adversity there. Zwick started, started before Troy, Due to some playing, Troy got opportunity, and he kind of took it around with him was able to win the Heisman. And last my list is Ted Ginn Jr. Um, played two years with high school with Ted Ginn Jr., played a year at college with him. He's one of those guys that essentially um, – he's just a, a special player, special talent, very hardworking guy, most hardworking guy I've seen in high school. We basically, everybody had to mirror their, their hard work to what Ted Ginn Jr. did in high school. And he was one of those type of guys that and you, you would know it as an as a athlete, Tim. He was one of those guys that essentially would do something special in that time, even though he never did it before. If he need to run faster, faster than he ever had before, he would just do it at that moment. And, like, he'd make a big catch. He always made the big play when needs to, and you turn to him. So that's my mom rush. Like I said, it's pretty personal. But, I mean, those are, you know, four definitely greats at OSU and uh, tremendous players. Now, Chip, what you got on your list, man? Let's let's get into it, man. Let's Let's talk about it. (laughs) <laughs> that was, that was, that was all solid piss. So for I was me, talking it's a little, too. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> for me, it's a combination. I think of a little bit of personal um, and a little bit of of you know history, right? Um, and you know, mind you, I didn't grow up in Ohio, right? So yeah. a lot of the guys I knew growing up out of Ohio State were the the people in the record books, you know, the guys that everybody knew. Um, but starting off. Archie, Archie yeah. is a—I a, mean, two-time Heisman Trophy winner, right? Yeah. Like yeah. he is like the definition 
of Ohio State greats. And, yeah. you know, when you talk about Amon Rushmore, I got to leave with Archie. All right. Yeah. Number two, I got Troy Smith. So this is a little bit more personal, right? I played with Troy. Um, was able to see his leadership up close and personal. He's another guy who won the Heisman. Um, and for all the things you mentioned, uh, I think Troy belongs on that list. Um, so I'm going to keep it going. And this is where things get a little... <laughs> right? When we think about Rushmore, we automatically think offensive players. Yeah. And the reality is the defense, there's a lot of impactful defensive players in Ohio State history. And the guy that I'm going to mention is a guy who, from the first time I saw him come off the ball, first time, I'm like, man, this kid is special. I don't yeah. know where he learned this from. He didn't have enough time <laughs> to develop into this level of player. Um, and that's Joey Bosa. Joey yeah. Bosa makes my Mount Rushmore. Um, I think we give a lot of the young the guys who are who we saw recent more recently <laughs> a little bit of negative bias when it comes to this Mount Rushmore thing because that's just how know, it goes, man. Yeah, like you don't have the nostalgic, <laughs> the the black and white photos, <laughs> big jerseys that don't fit you, right? But Joey Bosa to me was impressed. Every yeah. snap. They couldn't block him. Couldn't block him. No, no. Joey Bosa was one of the guys that I would say, like, I used to like his last year at Ohio State. No offensive lineman ever finished the play locked out on Joey Bosa. He always was free. Like no matter I don't think he make all the plays, but he was never yeah. blocked. He could he was gonna get to where he was going to get to every snap. It was very, very impressive for sure. I remember the uh, I think it was they were versus Penn State in overtime. Mm-hmm. Um walk off sack. The running back comes, he just pushes the running back into the quarterback. He didn't touch the quarterback. Well was a sack. Um that's the type of play that that Joey made. Joey would make plays where you see him get double teamed by two guys and they ran the ball to his side and he destroyed the two guys and make the tackle. It's like nobody else on defense really had to participate in that play. Uh, <laughs> then this, this last spot spot for my Rushmore, I, you know, I went back and forth. Um, yeah. yes, a, lot you did. Guys, <laughs> a lot of guys I can mention, man. So I went with my heart. Okay. I, went with my heart. I went with the guy that when we, when it came time to play Wisconsin and I knew I had to buckle up my chin strap extra tight, because they were going to line up with two, three tight ends, fullbacks, and I was going to hit the running back. I would go watch film of this guy, and he he, he would inspire me to go out there and do what I had to do. And it's Antoine Winfield, man. Yeah, I'm going with yeah. Antoine Winfield as my fourth spot. Antoine Winfield, he had a season with 100 tackles from the <laughs> cornerback position. Antoine Winfield is about 5'9", 180. 100 tackles. He was um, voted, I think, in 1997, voted uh, the MVP yeah. of the team. Of the team. Yeah, that, that's crazy. A quarterback. Yeah. From the quarterback position, MVP of the team. Uh, this is a team with, I think, Andy Kassemeyer on it, mm-hmm. um, other great players. And if you just watch him pound for pound, Antoine Winfield, pound for pound, is the, probably the best football player that I've seen yeah. play defense. The, with his size and the the way he took guys off his off their feet when he made a tackle, man, it, it's just it's impressive. Now, obviously, there's a lot of other guys, man. I'm, I have to get some honorable mentions. Because <laughs> yeah. I yeah, we gotta get honorable mentions, man. Nah, man, our comments gonna get a uh, we're gonna get tore up, man. I got shout out. Obviously, you know my list is my list, you know. And, and you yeah. said Archie, so I'm not, you know, everybody know Archie's one of the best football, college football players ever. So you know we're not even gonna go there. But I got shout out Chris Gamble, man. Like growing up for me, I'm Ohio guy, right? My list is very personal. 
Yeah. Obviously, a couple guys from my high school on the list, and it was OSU great, so well-deserving to be on there. Uh, but growing up young, man, I remember just watching, like, uh, Chris Gavin, like, things he used to do. We used to play both sides of the ball, play, play corner, <laughs> play wide receiver. And then yeah. just, like, every time he got the ball, he made a play. Like, it was just like every time he – every catch was, like, first down or something crazy like that. Then he'd go right over on defense when he was at, like, uh, more permanently. Um, and, man, you, I just watched him make a lot of plays. Like, it was a year, like, when Ohio State was kind of iffy on offense, right? Like, you know, they have a ton of guys. Obviously, you're making the guy play both ways in college. But, like, he could do it. And he, he did it. He did it well, man. So, got a yeah. shout, Chris. Honorable mention, yeah. man. Who you got? Yeah, I got I got a few guys. Chris Billman. You got, okay. I, I think about guys when you think about Ohio State, who represents Ohio State, especially on the defensive side, who comes to mind? Guys like Chris Billman, uh, Mike Doss, um, Will Smith. Will Smith. Yeah. Um it's a it's a long list, but you know, list. you know, those those guys are are up there. Um I do agree. Orlando Pace on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and then Eddie George, right? Yeah, Heisman yeah. Trophy. Um, he, if you put him on the Mount Rushmore, makes sense, right? That that was my fourth, but I I opted to go defense instead. Mm-hmm. So, and then what, real quick, just single year players, because there's you know when we go Mount Rushmore, we always think about multiple years, right? Right. We're trying to right. total body of work, but but single year, um, some of the best single years. That I've seen Malik Hooker at the safety mm. position. Yeah. He had one of the best years that I've seen from a single player um, with that breakout year and then going to the league. Um, and Maurice Claret, man. Maurice Claret, when I was, obviously I watched Ohio State, but I had just moved to Florida um, the year Ohio State won the national championship. And you know, obviously, everybody in Florida at that time was on the Miami Hurricane bandwagon collectively, mm-hmm. right? And I hated it. I hated <laughs> it. So I bet money that Miami was going to lose. I didn't truly believe it. <laughs> mm. How old were you betting money, man? Like, oh no, we might have an investigation on here, man. How old is not? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't bet like I just bet people. Yeah, you, you bet know, your I, friends. I, yeah, I didn't yeah. put money. I didn't bet in, uh, in Vegas or nothing like that. Yeah. But um, in my bet, my conf- my full confidence was in who? It was in Maurice Correct. Yeah, <laughs> that's what my confidence was in. <laughs> uh, so he was he was kind of my introduction to Ohio State football, and yeah. you know the rest is history, right? Now, that was my, you know, I had seen Ohio State play, I watched them, but after that, it was kind of like I had a little bit more of a connection to Ohio State and paid attention a little bit more. So. Uh, shout out to Maurice Corretta as well. So that's my list. Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, we got to cut your list off. We don't know where it started, each, you know, man. But no, but I mean, obviously, it's a this is a house, right? There's a ton of fantastic players, right? And I like the fact that you had a younger guy on the list, right? Because a lot of times, you know, we, you know, you start talking about, you know, uh, current guys, you'd be like, you know, like like it doesn't matter because you watched them, and that means the whole miss, right. like, because I watched him every day, like he could, he was good, but was he? all-time great. Like, yeah, no, no. Some of these guys, like, you know, in these recent years have really did some very impressive things for Ohio State. And, um, yeah, we want to, you know, take some time to give them a shout-out, man, because they well deserve it. But uh, for for right now, we are uh, gearing up for uh, spring football. I think we got a couple weeks, right? A few weeks before uh, spring ball kicks off, and we've been going through uh, the position groups. 
essentially kind of giving a grade to you know what guys did last year and then essentially a grade to what we're expecting to kind of see out of different position groups uh, here moving forward. And today we wanted to kind of start off with talking about the uh, defensive line, the defensive line. Obviously the defensive line, um, a lot of headlines there, right? We had a lot of guys that could have went off to the NFL. Um, and we had a lot of guys that decided to come back for one more year to give it one more run, man. So what, first off, uh, go ahead and give me a grade on our defensive line. What's your thoughts? And do we kind of dive in a little bit more specifically about the players? Yeah, I think overall the defensive line, I give them, I give them a B plus coming out of last year and going into next year. I think they stay consistent because their team, you know, outside of, uh, uh, Mike Hall, their team remains intact. Um, that group, you know, I, I do think they could have to get an A, they could have done better in terms of pass for us, especially early on in the season. There wasn't a, a ton of passes. There also wasn't a ton of drop back pass early in the season. It was a bunch of quick, quick pass. They didn't have a lot of time, but even still, um, you didn't see guys get on the edge and get free that often um, early on. But I think they made up for a lot of it, you know, uh, later on in the year as, you know, played against teams like Penn State or whatnot. Uh, guys got pressure on the quarterback. That pressure rate went up. Um, and, I, you know, I, you got the same group going back, coming back and some young guys getting older, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm still – there was there an was um, interview with, with James talking about how to use – CJ Hicks, so here's the you know, here's the opportunity to compete at that linebacker position. You got another guy, Arville Reese, who's who's uh who plays linebacker. And you know, I always talk about Sunday Styles. And this <laughs> I think some of these guys gotta put their hand in the dirt, man. I think yeah. some of these guys on the third down, line up on the edge, slide JT, slide Jack Sawyer inside, and go get a guy a speed rush on the edge, man. I think we have the level of talent um in the building. I just think there's an opportunity to use it just a little bit, situationally use it a little bit better, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I mean, obviously, like we said, we had a lot of – we had basically – we know who the, who the starters are. Like, Barry Injury, right? We got JT on one edge, Jackson on the other. In the middle, we had Tyleek Williams, and we had Ty Hamilton. Like, Barry Injury or someone, you know, getting into the doghouse, something out of, you know, out of ordinary, uh, that will most likely be our starting defensive line. And like you say, the moral of the story here is, like, death. Right, you know, who what's the competition behind these guys? Last year our starters played a lot to be frank. Uh, you know, they obviously Mike Hall Jr. played a lot inside inter- on the interior, but when you start looking at the edges, it's like uh, you know, Jack Sawyer and, and uh, JT that took the, the vast majority of the snaps on the edge. Towards the end of the year they started to play guys a little bit more here and there. But like I say, this year I feel like I think we need to go back to being more of a traditional these was a lie. We rotate guys in. Uh, we got depth, right? We got Caden Curry, who's kind of been in the in the, in, in the talks for a couple of years. He got to get his feet wet a little bit late last year, playing off the edge. Uh, we got Kenyatta Jackson uh, coming up from Florida, um, big time recruit. So you know, it's time to kind of you know stick him out there to see what he could do, actually make a field on the field. Uh, uh, Mitchell Melton, who's traditionally like a linebacker, but we seen him come off the edge essentially last year, and if you go to a practice, he's there all the time working his fast list moves. So uh, let him go and, and tear it up. And uh, also, well, I, I hate talking about the freshman because, like, you know, you just never know what you're going to get out of a guy. But Ed, Edric Houston is coming in as well, who's a five-star recruit. So you would think they would try to, you know, if any, if, if any way possible, try to let him get his feet wet and get him out there as well. Um, but like you say, I mean, we got we got guys, right? But it's like it's, it's up to the coaches to kind of take the chance and kind of, you know, have the, the – um, 
the confidence to go ahead and go out here and let these guys play um, and see what they can do. Because, uh, like I said, they've been around a while. And obviously with this transfer portal, you don't want to lose guys because they didn't really get the opportunity. And some guys, you know, obviously it's a mental part of the game, but some guys might be gamers, right? You got to gotta throw them out there and see uh, what they're able to do. We got coaching news as well for the defensive line. Uh, they brought in a Brandon Jordan to be their pass rush specialist. Um, Jordan's coming in from the uh, Seattle Seahawks from this role last year. And a couple of seasons ago, he was in the same role at Michigan State. So it'll be interesting to see what he brings, right? Like you just said, like last year, and it had to be by design. Our defensive line spent a lot of time kind of running down the middle off the linemen, looking at squeezing pockets and pushing guys. Um, so this year, maybe they get back to get on the edge a little bit. We know JT could, could win on the edge. We watched him do it a whole season before that. Very special player there. When, specifically when we're talking about these younger guys uh, that hasn't been on the edge that much, Milton, Arville Reese, if we're going to play them in that position, we we don't want those guys running down the middle of people, C.J. Hicks and those guys. We want them on the edge, trying to yeah. be off the lineman with speed and being disruptive in that in that matter. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see how you know the the rotations develop. I think like like you mentioned, you know those defensive ends played a lot of snaps in games. Yeah. To the point where sometimes they were actually visibly tired, right? Yeah. You don't want a guy who's visibly tired um, on the third and seven have to go now get a, a pass rush and go get the quarterback. I understand if they're like if the offense is moving fast, right, and there's not enough time to to get subbed in and out. But get some rotation in there, uh, get some guys out there, some fresh legs, and I think as the season progressed, they you know you saw Mitchell Melton in there some, you saw Caden Curry. Um, out there making plays. Um, I, I throw guys like C.J. Hicks and Sonny Styles out there just to yeah. um, see if it, if it's an opportunity for them to be able to get some pressure and be disruptive based on their physical tools and gifts. But you just never know what those guys are are, are, are capable of in that sense. But man, I I've seen these guys in high school highlights and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just feel like you want to get those guys as close to the ball as possible to be able to go and do something simple, like go get the ball. And I think, yeah. um, you know, there's some opportunity to at least test those guys out in that, in that, in that capacity for it. Right. I mean, when it comes down to it, it's football, right? Speed kills, right? I was an offensive lineman. I was an offensive tackle. If the guy off the edge is, is really fast, like it, it doesn't even really matter the physical side of it. Like I have to worry about his speed and get into a position where he's just not beating me around the edge to get to the quarterback. And you would think, you know, the, with the athletic ability, once again, of CJ Hicks, Sonny Styles, uh, some of the younger guys that we mentioned, Melton, Reese, well, Melton, not young, but you know, smaller guy, but Reese is yeah. a young guy as well that we've seen get on the edge a lot in practice. Um, that, you know, that's, that would be, you know, what they could actually do to impact the game. And, and obviously you can scheme it up, right? We, we're talking about third down situations, scheming up where, you know, you know you, this guy can get a one-on-one and we can kind of just let him just kind of, you know, think of nothing. Just go to the quarterback, play fast, play as fast as possible and see what we could do and be disruptive in that, in that fashion. Yeah, and they could drop in coverage too, right? Yeah, I mean, so, you know, you, got, you have some – level of versatility there where, you know, these guys are used to dropping already because that's what they do. Um, so you can send them, send them, you can, you can show, you can drop. Um, and those, you know, he, he has the mind to be able to, to scheme that stuff up. So, yeah, I, you know, I think there's some opportunity to, to use them in that capacity. And we got a new linebacker coach 
uh, and James, who's going to continue to develop those guys. Um, they also brought in the defensive line uh, coach as well. So hopefully, you know, <laughs> these young coaches um, can continue to help develop these guys um, and continue to improve that position group. Yeah, it's exciting, man, because, I mean, really right now around the facility, if you know what's going on, uh, you know, this is this is big workout time, right? This is when you have your your 6 a.m., 5 a.m., whatever the Ohio State does now, their the team workouts, and you kind of, you kind of like, you know, you shred it up, right? You kind of get in there. You're all working out together as a bunch. Um, you kind of really getting after it. And, you know, you start to see some of the clips online, so I don't know. I know they're kind of sprinkling in there those team workouts, but those are usually – Tough, grueling workouts because you kind of get started getting that mindset that this is the 2024 team. These are you guys. And they one from last year that you went to battle with. You know, they're not gone. But this is the team that we're taking forward. Um, Obviously, stuff always could happen with, you know, transfer portal, anything like that. But in in senses, these are the guys. These are going to be the bunch. So that's when you start to kind of, you know, put those leadership skills out there, right? You know, who's actually uh, bringing the juice? Who's actually verbalizing what they're going to do? So you kind of just take that. Get ready for the spring. And it's like, you know, it's an exciting time for Ohio State. If you're like, you know, if you're a coach, you're kind of chopping out the bits a little bit, getting ready to kind of see your guys and, and move forward from there. So it's an exciting time. So, yeah, so, I mean, what else we got a position group, Rob? I mean, we got to do running backs. We probably grab them next week. we got wide receivers we need to discuss as well. So we yeah. got a couple more positions to dive in on that. But I, I think it's been pretty fun so far, you know, kind of talk about what's there, what's available. Did I get those guys a grade? I think I skipped that grade, man. They get B's, yeah, man. Yeah, grade? man. My grade is a B. I feel like, you know, and I just I just feel like they're really good. They play well. But I want someone to give them the edge and be a little bit more disruptive as we've seen in the past. In certain situations. I know why they did it, right? <laughs> Basically, yeah. the whole year, last year, was to get ready to stop Michigan run game. And I understand it. They did it. Okay, job. Obviously, they should have get, the, uh, get the job done and set in soccer the game. But – you know, playing the run, it was a lot better. But now it's time to kind of get back on that edge a little bit, let our guys tear it up. Looking at a B this year because I just suspect more because we just got really talented guys there. So I really want to see them be disruptive. But once again, that's our show. So that's our show. Like to end all our shows with a nice OH. I-O. Go Bucks, And we'll catch you guys next week. Go Bucks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.